0: Welcome to Death and Aliens, an in-depth look at horror and sci-fi TV from two people who vaguely know what they're doing. I'm MK. And I'm Courtney. And um, this week has been uh, tumultuous. I've been living my sad bitch life, Um, but work is good. The kids are good. And I have health insurance. Yay, health insurance. So hopefully um, I will be a medicated sad bitch again soon.
1: Good, good. Um, I've also had a pretty uh, wild week. It's been applying for jobs, and I got one. So I'm now the new hostess at The Long Room in Times Square, which is very exciting. I'm never going to sleep again. Um, but I also watched this really great show that everyone should look into. Um, it's kind of thrillery. It's called Clickbait on
0: Netflix. <laughs> I've <I'll be> heard <watching laughs> really good things about that.
1: It's really good. My mom called me last night and yelled at me because she said, how many episodes is this show? Because anytime it's, just, it's longer than one episode, it's my fault now. So even if I didn't tell her to watch it, but yeah, um, it's, uh, it's really great. And I think everyone should watch it. It's a good thriller if you're looking for something dark.
0: I am still very behind on my life of television because teacher. Um, But I did catch up on Big Brother. And um, if you watch Big Brother, you should equally be as pissed off about The Last Double Eviction as I am. Because the only two people who deserve to win are now not in the house anymore. So stupid. Um, And just quick fact, I finally saw a full length trailer for that squid show I was talking about. And it is, in fact, not a game show.
1: Oh, good to know.
0: Still very curious. So it's, a, it's a drama? Apparently.
1: All right. All right. Um, well, maybe we'll, we'll watch that in our lives.
0: Someday. Someday when I have time, which will probably not be until my first year of teaching, is over.
1: Yes. Good time. <laughs> oh,
0: good. Um, as you guys can see, we're kind of rushing through that part of the show because um, we realized we talk too much.
1: Yeah, we want you to know about our lives and we want you to get to know us and be friends with us. But you're here to hear about Kolshak and a little bit about us, maybe. Yeah.
0: And also, like, if you want to know more, you can talk to us not on this. We don't bite. Unless yeah, DMs, us,
1: us, uh, TikTok us. I don't, I don't know TikTok as much. TikTok, Mary Kate. Um, but yeah, just reach out. We're around. We're here. And we'll get back to you at three in the morning when we're off work.
0: Or um, at five in the morning when we wake up for work. Mm, Yeah. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Yes. Yeah. So So this week it is the penultimate episode of Full Shack. I just love that word.
1: I also love that word.
0: (laughs) Um, It is the youth killer.
1: You know what else is a youth killer? Law school. Being a lawyer. So Um, good thing I like this episode. That's how I'm feeling
0: this week. (laughs) (laughs) Um It was rated 7.4 stars and aired on March 14, 1975. Fun fact, this is the only episode of Shack that my mom remembers watching as a child. And she told me which scene is the one scene that she visually remembers and blames it on why she hates exercising.:
1: <laughs> Oh, well, I mean that's fair. Um, I will say I'm a little surprised. it's seven point4, that's a little lower.
0: Um, I think all of the episodes that I like are rated like shit because clearly people don't have the same brain as me.
1: I see because this was one of the one one of my favorites, probably.
0: Um, um probably, just because I'm mentally on eight different planets right now, um, it wasn't like my favorite favorite, but I really, really liked it. so okay. The um, blurb says, dating can be murder when the young patrons of an exclusive dating service begin dying of old age. Yeah. Um, They've gotten to the point where I no longer trust the bios (laughs) because they're just so ridiculous.
1: It's like technically true. Right. But. A lot happened. Well,
0: it's like in Hemlock Grove when I was like, those three things did, in fact, happen in this episode. Would I call that the summary? No. No. Um, this is, in fact, a summary. It's just a little obnoxious.
1: Yeah. Yeah. But I guess they don't want to give away the big plot twist at the end.
0: Which, yes, but also, is it really at the end? Because it's also in the first scene.
1: Okay, look, I didn't pick up on it in the first scene. So i didn't get it till the end
0: okay Um, it was directed by don mcdougall and written by rudolph borchert who are both returning to us from earlier in the season um the guest stars our first guest star was miss kathy lee crosby who is hella famous um she was in the Olympics for tennis. She's like on like every board of directors for every charity you could ever like think of. She wrote a book that like was on Oprah's bestseller list, and um, not to be outdone by that, she was the OG Wonder Woman like before Linda Carter and the TV show. Her oh, 1974 you. movie. She, yeah, my mom like was literally like, "Have you gotten to the Kathleen Crosby episode yet?" And I was like, "No, no." no. But um, yes, she is obviously um, Helen.: yes, yes,.: We have um, Dwayne Hickman um, who was the police sergeant. Um, he was in 155 episodes of the Bob Cummings show. I don't know. Um, I've seen
1: that I've never seen it.
0: Yeah. He was also in 140 episodes of the show. like, do. Doty Giles or something like that like the many loves of Dodie Giles I think is the title all I know is that he played Dodie Giles and the other guy was Gilligan from Gilligan's Island and my mom freaked out and was like that's where I recognize his face from and I was like okay that means nothing to me but I'll talk about it yes it because apparently knows. it's important other people may know them that are not us right um oh he also like stopped acting for a while and became a director and was like directing tons of shit in like the 80s and 90s including the Harry and the Hendersons TV show and Sister Sister which I was like dope. Mm-hmm. I'm about it.
1: I love Sister
0: Sister. So um, Next we have Kathleen Freeman who I don't remember her character's name but she was Irving's mom. Um,
1: I she- Ivan? What? I thought his name was Ivan. The one who goes by Lance?
0: Oh no, it was just Irving with a really intense Italian <laughs> New York accent.
1: Oh okay. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, um
0: okay. but yes, he goes by Lance. Um, but she did like a ton of voice acting, like most almost every cartoon you've ever watched. She was probably a voice in. Like she was in the Rugrats, she was in Fern Gully, like she she did everything. Um, but she's best known for being Sister Mary Stigmata in the Blues Brothers movie.
1: Um, I have a confession. We've never, never seen, seen, seen the Blues Brothers movie, which is basically a sin for my life because I work in music and love music. And it's one of the, the classics to watch. So I'm
0: going to go watch it one day. Um, if it was comp- not completely off-brand for this podcast, I would force you to watch it for the podcast. But alas, such is life. Um, and then the last guest star was George Savalos, who um, that's not what he was credited in the credits as. Like, if you watched the show and read the guest star credits, his best star name was... Oh, shit, I got to look it up because I literally... um. It was basically like a fictional Greek god. like I was like, that's not a real person's name. name. Um, Is this the cabby.: What? Is this the cabby? Oh. It's de, de, de something-ness. Um. His name was um hold on. He where did Come on. You can do it. I believe in you. Um, <laughs> Who did oh. he play? Oh, he played Kaz, the guy who told Kolchak all the information about the cab his- driver at the end. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, the cabbie. I thought you said <laughs> Doug Cabbie, like that was one word. Oh, <laughs> like, no, no, no. De-most- Demosthenes, D E M O S T H E N E S. Like, literally, that's a that's character saying, from the Odyssey. Right? Like, that's not a real person.
1: Demosthenes,
0: yeah. The most than is, that's what he was credited as. Yeah, interesting.
1: Well, I loved him.
0: He was fun. Yeah, me too. So those, um, he was in 114 episodes of Kojak, which, fun fact about me, until I started watching Kohl's Shack, I didn't know that those were two different shows. I confused well, I, you know, them all know, of the time.
1: Kohl's Shack existed, but I did know Kojak existed. I've never seen it, but I didn't um, know it
0: existed. I think I only knew that one existed, but we had the DVD box set of Kolshak on my shelf. So I just assumed Kojak was also Kolshak.
1: All, all the same.
0: Um, he was best known as Mulligan in Kelly's Heroes. I don't know. That's a movie that's, I guess, famous. Um,
1: I've never seen it. And
0: my favorite credit was that he was a courtier in the 1985 Alice in Wonderland movie. Which, if you have not seen that movie, you absolutely have to. It is an acid trip and a half. I and think I have. And Alice in
1: Wonderland is listen, one of my favorite movies. Carol
0: Channing plays the White Queen. And she, it's literally an acid trip. And she, like, just sitting there, just, like, talking about, she says, jam tomorrow, jam yesterday, but never ever jam today. And then I she, like, sings that. a song about crumpets, like, it's uh, that shit. Maybe thing I'll right watch in. it after work one
1: day when I'm like extra tired.
0: No, it is, it, like it's It's literally trip. an acid trip. Um, and he was a random person in that movie, which is his last acting credit. And also my favorite, even though I think he just probably walked past somebody in it.
1: I'm gonna look out for him when I watch it. Okay. Maybe I'll watch it this weekend.
0: So um, the episode starts... With a priestess in um, a Greek offering room doing who knows what. And I just wrote, I want that dress. <laughs> <laughs> um, Only thing I, I know. know what
1: she's saying.
0: Um, I don't understand Greek, so never did I know what she was saying in the whole mm-hmm. show. Except for when she said Hecate, because I was like, oh, that's yes, a person yes. that I know.
1: I didn't hear that until the, the last part. The last and I was one, like, yeah, yeah,
0: I know Hecatana, what's going on now? Yeah. I'm with it. Um, and then there is a young man running in the woods who um, gradually becomes older and dies. And I was not looking at the screen. And I looked up and I was like, he was not old a second ago, was he? And I was like, no. And I was like, she was like, that's the point of the episode. I was like, got it, cool. That um, little but- old man running. Gave me life. He was so cute until he died. I was like, I said, oh. "That's when he fell and collapsed." I wrote, "Me when I run too."
1: Yeah, same. I just don't run. I just
0: walk a lot. Yeah, but yeah, but you walk a lot. I drive everywhere. Ooh.
1: Well, if you were like in a walkable city, you'd walk more. If you were with, if you were here,
0: you'd walk more. Yeah, I would. I would still be that that asshole who had a car in New York City, though. I, I want
1: I, one. I just can't afford it. I would love to be that
0: person. Couldn't afford parking. That's really probably what it would be. Exactly. Um, so then they come and take the body, but um, Kolchak was not at the scene, which I do understand why, but also I was like, why would you show us them picking up the body if Kolchak wasn't even at the scene?
1: Yeah. yeah. I mean, We know he died.
0: For trauma. Mm-hmm. Um, my next note says, shut up, Ron. I don't know what he said but his, he was talking I do um,
1: um yes yeah. I I also have a note about this scene um he was talking about like it's good to be healthy you can go for a run Kolshak if you eat just a little bit better you'll be better and then Miss Emily talks about how she's like you won't catch her jogging and doing all this and I was like this is how you know she's my type of girl like I went, my goal is to be the 80 year old lady walking through the mall. Like,
0: Oh, I remember he said, if you eat healthy, there's nothing that you can't do at 19 that you shouldn't be able to do at 90. And I was like, okay, right.
1: I was like, that's not true,
0: but okay. Um, and then Tony came in and was talking about how he lost five pounds And um, since I started a diet yesterday and have not stopped talking about it, despite the fact that I haven't even weighed myself once, I really resonated with Tony in that moment. Yeah. And then Kolshak tried to bribe him with a donut. And it also resonated because I would love a donut right now.
1: I... I'm not good at diets. I've given up on diets. I'm well, just going to walk.
0: My diet, a
1: works.
0: my diet doesn't <laughs> even restrict what I eat at all. It just helps me like watch like good food versus bad food. Like yeah. literally I'm not even worried. I'm completely under calories today, but I was like, man, I could still use a donut. I could
1: frequently use a donut.
0: So, so um, in this fight that Kolshak is bribing him with a donut, Tony says that nobody cares about 90 year old people and Miss Emily storms out of the office.
1: And also when he said that, the first thing I thought was no one likes you when you're 23. So I was like, if my math is right, no one likes you between 23 and 90, which is like 67 years of your life. So like your life is over after 23, according to. Link 182 and Tony Vicinzo.
0: I mean That's both I'm understanding. very, very reliable sources.
1: I think so. I
0: would trust them both. Um okay. So basically the point is that Kolchak's supposed to be writing a story about young people in the dating scene, and he doesn't find that very interesting. He'd rather naturally um I don't know what he wanted to write about in the beginning. Because at the beginning, he doesn't know that anything's weird about the old person dying. He's just like, why would old people be running?
1: I think he just wanted to write about a murder instead of young people dating.
0: Or literally anything other than young people dating. Right.
1: Or anything other than what Tony wants him to write about.
0: Probably that, yeah. So, um, so then he goes to this like, um, hippie voodoo astrology matchmaker lady. And, um, I decided I needed her in my life until she said that she brings relatives on the first date. And then I said, Ooh, no,
1: I was like, what year is this? (laughs) Like, I don't think we were still doing that so much in the seventies. Like, and then (laughs) when she was talking about the different ways that she like puts people together and she was like, it's astrological mating. And I just stopped listening. And I would just started laughing. I was like, I don't, I was like, okay, I was like,
0: well, but then she's, um, really funny. she said that computer matching is going out of style. And I was mm-hmm. like, man, if this bitch could see Tinder, <laughs> she would be losing her mind. Also, oh. I would love to write Kolshak's Tinder bio for him.
1: You should do it. Maybe we'll post that on our Instagram this week. Keep an eye out guys. Tinder bio. <laughs> I'll write one for Miss Emily.
0: perfect perfect um so then we go back to the um goddess lady getting ready for her next murder and um now kathy lee crosby is a very very beautiful woman who like a year before this played literally freaking wonder woman so how do they make her look like she's aging What's the worst puffy eye makeup I've ever seen in my entire life?
1: So I have that notebook. Cause I said, whenever I was watching like the old man and then the young woman and they were aging, I was like, they're actually aging them much better than I expected them to. Wow. And then I see uh, the, I see um, Helen and those puffy eyes. I was like, what happened here? We were well, doing so great.
0: <laughs> when your entire makeup budget goes to the two dead people, um then you're like oh shit here it just looked listening.
1: like put like those things you put on your eyes when you have puppy eyes
0: like the and puppy then- eye masks they just yeah. put them there and then when the wind goes they peel them it off blows them off yeah and then she's young again right that's how it works um oh my next note just says nah fam um and I couldn't figure out what it was but it was about the way the girl died because I had a lot of issues with the whole scene. This is the scene that terrified my mom as a child.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
0: Um, And my first thought was, why would you be stretching like that on a balcony? You're going to fall off and, die. and Stupid. die. Yeah. Then I thought, wow, that gray spray paint on the top of her wig is really horrible. They could do better. And then the next time she stood up, they did do better. And I was like, oh, shit. And then she did a perfect gymnastics acrobatic tumble off of the porch. And I said, no, sorry, you lost me again. You had me and then you lost me. again." Yeah, they're they're getting really um,
1: lazy in these last few episodes of we're going to take the easy way out. We're going to try to put in some effort and then we're just going to end it how we want to end it.
0: Like, she was, like, it was, like, beautiful makeup. The look mm-hmm. in the mirror when she screamed, I was, like, oh, yes. She tumbled backwards. And then she just straight up did a cartwheel. Yeah.
1: I have a note later on about a similar feeling I had.
0: Um, then I said that Kolchak might be the best and also worst ambulance chaser that ever was. Because he just, like, gets himself involved in these things.
1: I... <laughs> when he walked in, like walked in with everyone, I just, but he's so proud of himself because you could see that look on his face. It was like a kid in a candy store. Um, and I was thinking about like how interesting it would be to live in like a singles apartment, like, and not have to worry about kids. And then I know there's this apartment in Dallas that Austin used to live at. He might still live there. Um, and it's 21 and over only. And they had like alcohol and the like, room downstairs you could just go grab a drink and like they had a coffee machine and so I'm comparing this as the older days version
0: of that somehow I just feel like that just sounds too much like college and I would hate it
1: it could be a little like college that makes sense but that might be okay well it depends today I would probably be too tired to like
0: right that's the thing is like catch me seven years ago I would have been all about that but today it's like I don't.
1: I don't yeah, really want to drink. The old people and it's great. <laughs> I want
0: to go Like, um, my ben favorite Kulshak. neighbor,
1: is my ninety-year-old neighbor Pat.
0: <sighs> I love it. Shout out to Pat. Yeah, um,
1: he's great. He will not know how to find this. God oh
0: no, no. Um, then Kolchak uh, does the the smoothest uh pickup of of dropped piece of evidence that I've ever seen. Only he still gets caught. He's I said He's only he still, still caught. gets caught. Oh. Yeah. Um, By who may be the coolest police chief so far?
1: I think, no, for sure. For
0: sure, 100%. He's like, no, like, listen, everybody thinks you're a crackhead, um, but I make decisions for myself, so I only um, am slightly nervous that you're a crackhead. Yeah, so we're
1: gonna see how this goes.
0: Um, I don't know if I missed scenes here. I kind of like stopped Mm -hmm. really taking notes, but um, the next scene. Oh, Kolchak goes to the morgue. The morgue. Not yet. yet?
1: Okay. When Lance walks in and meets the oh, okay, the late. Meets Helen.
0: Right. Um. But so, oh, so he, no, he goes, he looks at the ring and then he goes to see if there's anything similar at the cry, at the murder scene or the death scene of the first guy. And he's crawling around this tree on the ground looking for another ring. And my note was that visually, this is the brightest episode of Cool Shack so far. Like lighting wise, I was very taken aback in some parts of this episode because it was so bright like daytime bright yeah it was not the same show that I started watching six months ago
1: well I mean in the beginning it was more horror and fright and putting you in the nighttime with all the creepy people right. and now it's like I mean we still have like obviously things happen in the night but right. it's I definitely mean, like, like this, this daytime
0: now this story wise was really good actually but like the brightness just was like this is a super tonal shift for the show I think they
1: also shifted to try and focus more on like the banter and the characters interactions than the actual, like, funny
0: because I actually said to my mom during the scene where I told Ron to shut up that at this point, I no longer care about the mysteries. I just want to see an office sitcom with the four of them because that's where the focus has become.
1: Yeah. And I wonder, I know that, uh, the guy who plays Kolshak didn't, didn't you say like towards the end, he was kind of getting sick of playing yeah, And So yeah. I'm wondering if the shift oh. is 95% due to him wanting to do something different. And so he um, did.
0: I think that the or, shift is actually what made him want to do something different. I think that the tonal yeah. shift away from the darkness mm-hmm. was aggravating. And also he knew that if he stayed too long, he would be Typecast, yeah, yeah, so like it was just a combination of things, but the tonal shift definitely was felt by the actors, also for sure. Um, so then, yeah, so then the next um man comes to meet Helen to get his ring and his induction into this uh, Olympic society. And honestly, I just looked at this woman walking around and looking and poking her face in the mirror, and I said, Wouldn't Botox be easier than mystical, like? whatever the fuck you're doing oh mystical murder that's what i called it mystical murder
1: i love that mystical murder um yeah i was like how on earth does she keep up with this every day she's killing someone new every day
0: botox would last so much longer
1: so much longer like i don't know maybe they only had the super poisonous kind then i don't know what the 70s were like with botox um and so, like, maybe botulism was more rampant.
0: Right. But, like, also, I mean, I guess I get it. Helen Troy sacrifices okay. her day. Like, never. I get it. I get it. She's been doing this for a long time. But, like, after that many years, don't you think, like, your body count just, like, don't, do you have any feelings about it?
1: Oh, I bet doubt she does. I bet she, like, is trying to get, like, a thrill out of it now, which is why she has. Well, I guess the, like, she's sacrificing the attractive people to so it's like not a
0: well right and like in the end speech Kolchak does say she's as cold as she always was so like she's not meant to seem like she gives a shit
1: and she I mean as Helen of Troy she went through a lot so she's probably just angry and taking it out on everybody so but I did laugh whenever he walked in the room and she was like she she said like one sentence and she's like wow you are as charming as you are on the computer and I was like he said one sentence is the bar that low like i understand the bar's low but that's really low like <laughs> you yeah. don't know yet if someone's that charming just by looking at their face
0: i mean after one sentence though sometimes you know okay but this
1: guy <laughs> was a little bit of adult
0: no he was not he was not charming um he was fine there was nothing wrong with him but Mm, there was there was some things wrong with him. Um, first of all, his name was Irving and he lived with his mom and he wore tennis shorts to a nighttime date. Like, well, no, he was going to play tennis. Who has a tennis date at night? These people. Did you not see his racket? I don't know why. You know, it was a stupid I date. fully understood that that's what they were trying to convince me was happening, but in what universe?
1: Well, what had happened was Helen set it up because it's easier for her to kill people at night And so he's just stupid and was like, I'm going to go on a tennis date at night. And it's fine.
0: That's the thing. That's the thing. He's stupid. Because if somebody says, let's go play tennis at night, I'm immediately like, you're going to murder me. I will say
1: (laughs) me and Caitlin and Jamie used to play tennis at night (laughs) and we did not murder each other.
0: Yeah, but But that's that's different. I'm
1: not going to go on a first date.
0: A a first date with a stranger at night? Yeah. No. That's just... Said yeah for design. especially especially a blind date. Like it's one thing if you're like I've met this person, I know that they like tennis, they happen to have membership at a club that's open late enough at night that this and like I, I trust them as a, I still as a human it, no. being. Like I still would be wary about it, but like okay. Yeah, I blind still date? I don't know. no 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 a blind date in a place where you are that alone
1: sorry there was a motorcycle went by and it made a lot of noise that's
0: okay <laughs> it's new york but no a blind date in a place where you are that alone is a big red flag no to me it's always murder One hundred percent time and honestly if i went on a blind date and a man showed up in those shorts i would also assume murder
1: they wore short shorts like that sometimes though i think in the 70s i think that was a little more common oh
0: and i think that those are still normal tennis shorts but i'm just uncomfortable with it frat guys
1: wear them now so I don't have a I mean as we know
0: (laughs) they're not high up on my list um oh and while Irving's mom is yelling at him that's when we then go to the morgue and Kulshak I don't know makes a deal about a tv I found most of their dialogue to be completely useless it
1: was (laughs) unnecessary
0: (laughs) And, um, basically gets the tour to the first dead guy's apartment and finds it. And
1: when he broke into that apartment with the key, I saw that statue and I was like, someone's about to kill him and he doesn't even care. And then I realized it was a statue. But
0: what I thought was, why would you pick up the cup on the table and smell it? This man has been dead for days. Did you think it was going to smell good? Right. No. Um, Yeah. Um, then Ivan Irving, Lance, whatever his name is, uh, tries to go on his tennis date and um, dies sitting on a bench alone at night, which is probably how I'll die, so I related to that. Um, God bless, you will not.
1: <laughs> I'll sit by you on the bench if nothing else.: And I will um, say whenever she killed him, I was like, she's kind of a genius with her tactics, though. I mean, she lures in dumb, attractive young men. And gives them these special rings like they're in the mafia. Like any of them. Not just men. She
0: does it to dumb young women too. Yeah.
1: Like any of them would ever make it in the mafia first of all. And then she makes them feel all special. She's like, this is the start of a cult. Like she could have her own cult right. all the way. And they would all fall for it.
0: Absolutely. So she was pretty genius in the way she did it. Yeah, for sure. So. Um, person not a genius, uh, Kolchak in the next scene where he goes to the police station and tries to convince the police chief, who is for once on his side, that um, this is some kind of mystical death. And my note says, Kolchak would try to sell ice to a snowman and wonder why they didn't want it. Okay,
1: so devil's advocate. <laughs> this is the first time he's giving legitimate proof of evidence to a like police officer he had the driver's license he had the glass eyeball if they just took the fingerprints they would have known he was telling the truth this is the first time that he hasn't just sounded like a lunatic without any
0: background while I agree that he does have a semblance of proof he also sounds like a lunatic and doesn't think he does well that's, that's my thing is does. that's my thing with Kolchak is that like he's not wrong but also like you got to know your audience and this yeah. man does not.
1: Yeah. I did feel like this was the least crazy story he told, even if they were all, yes. Yes. but okay. this guy, I mean, <laughs> this guy was already on edge with him and he already told him. So I might would have gone in a little slower. Maybe I would have said something like, I think that was a missing guy. Let's fingerprint him and see if it matches anything. Like you gotta be a little right. more low key with it. Although I do have to say when he was speaking of the evidence, he found the driver's license and on the back, it was just stamped one eye. And I was like, how often did they need to stamp things that just say one eye on it? Oh,
0: it wasn't them? a stamp. It was typewriter. It was the typewriter font. Oh,
1: <laughs> it looked like it had like the box. I was like, did they just, they just have a stamp oh, on hand? No, it,
0: I think it was typewriter font yes, restricted. That makes, much more, sense. That makes <laughs> much more sense. Cause I was like, that is, that's a lot of
1: people. If you have a whole stamp for it <laughs> and that's
0: a problem. Um, the 70s were wild but speaking of the 70s being wild the next scene Kolchak is at the dead girls apartment talking to this dude and the guy is just like yeah well she's been missing for two days but like you know what it's like to be single no ma'am no ma'am if my whereabouts are unknown for two solid days someone better be looking for me
1: if my whereabouts are unknown for like three hours.
0: (laughs) Someone knows where I am. If if my face has not moved on the Snapchat map in a more than a day, something is wrong. Yes. Same. That's honestly the real reason I keep my location on Snapchat, just in case I go missing.
1: Well, I have five people who have my location at all times. So
0: I don't have an iPhone.
1: Oh, that's true. But you can, you can do it on the Google on Google maps or something. Cause that's how I share with my two Android friends. They have my Okay. Location.
0: yeah um i just keep my snapchat map so that i'll keep an eye out for you make sure you can and that's why i say more than like a day because sometimes i just don't have time to check snapchat and it doesn't refresh unless you open the app oh mm-hmm. that's fair um so then koshak finds the letter in the dead girl's apartment and is like, ah, connection. So he goes to this dating place and um, we meet two of the dumbest men I've ever seen in my life. Thrat boys. Mm-hmm. And um, Kolchak finally meets Helen and props to him for the first time ever of not using his real name when he meets a <laughs> random person. Okay, but,
1: <laughs> but the name he chose was Kolek.
0: <laughs> it wasn't too far off. It was because he forgot to right. use fake name until halfway through,
1: and uh, I was like very him, creative.
0: He remembered, which is more than he usually does.
1: It was I. I was like I was like, oh Kolchak, you're
0: trying so hard right now. Um. Then we see the priestess lady doing. Another little sacrifice thingy. And that's when I heard her say "hakate," And I was like, oh, I get it now. Yep.
1: I will say that when he went in and saw her doing that and he called it the midnight interview, that may have been a common phrase then, but that is very clever. <laughs> I, I don't know common phrases of journalists in the 70s, but yeah, if I that wasn't was. one of them, they were making a mistake.
0: Um, but then his camera makes a noise and she comes out to find him and he hops over the counter. So he can't be seen. And she doesn't walk around the side of the counter, which I thought might've been the dumbest decision. Like obviously good for Kolshak, but like, what?
1: I know I did. I said when he was sitting there with his camera, I was like, if Kolshak uses flash right now, he deserves whatever he gets. And then he didn't, but it still clicked. And I was like, oh, Shack. And then he hid. And I was like, you can't come up with a good, like, fake name, you can't use your camera without making noise, and now you can't hide. How have you made it this far? That's a good question. Not
0: he should have been dead at least 16 times already. And at we're least. only on episode 18.
1: And Helen is the smartest oh, sorry, of all We're people, on episode 19. And she's
0: tried to kill him the least somehow. I think so, she's a little too um, preoccupied with her face. Probably. And she
1: probably is like not worried about her own safety. You know, she should be. She doesn't
0: think, I mean, she doesn't think that she has to worry about her safety because right. she's a demigod who has a deal for immortality. So, like if I had that, I wouldn't really be that worried either. Yeah, that's true.
1: But how wrong she was.
0: Um, so then Kolschak gets goes to get more information now that he has this tape of her praying in Greek. And so he obviously goes to his one Greek friend, the cab driver. Um which that it seems really racist, but like, that's what happened. Um, But his one Greek friend is also a fucking pervert. Yes. Yes. Um, Because he says he misses teaching at universities, but all the young college girls distracted him too much. And I was like, Nope.
1: That's not great. Not great, dude. Um, I will say, um, he seemed to be the only one who recognized her as Helen, and I yeah, was like, yeah. she's been around for, for a minute, and got lots of pictures, statues, places, and the cab driver is the only person in this whole city that has recognized her. I understand the stupid guys and girls that were working
0: with her. Also, how her, many people but, does she actually let see her other than the dumb people who come to her company?
1: I don't know. She seems out and about a lot though. So, and if she's like advertising, like, so I'm just thinking like, I was like, that's one thing I don't buy Shack. Like someone else would have recognized her other than this one
0: cab driver. Um, so then Kulshak, um realizes that the ring is stuck on his finger. So he and um, his Greek friend uh, use mayonnaise to get it off. I was like, "In that you should use butter? Butter is the one. Butter. Yeah. Um Kolshak also proves that he is a petty bitch. Um, because <laughs> um the first matchmaker calls him and is like, I found this lady for you. And he's like, actually, I still don't want a girlfriend, but you should go visit this police officer.
1: Look, I'm not saying I would have done that, but I'm not saying I wouldn't have done that. <laughs> so
0: Um also I don't actually know why so much of this episode focused on Tony Vincenzo um exercising, but he was looking sleek at the end of the episode.
1: Yeah, he was killing it.
0: Like, especially when the scene was just him and the chubby cabbie in the room left. I was like, Tony is looking fit.
1: So I wonder if that's like a subtle trope in a lot of these shows because i've been watching the closer lately okay. and jk simmons is like is the chief head chief in that show and in the last season there's a thing about his weight throughout the whole season
0: i was wondering then, if it was like a trope or i was wondering if it was so close to the end of the app of the series and simon oakland had gotten other work and lost weight and they had to write mm, it into the episode
1: maybe so but i feel like it wasn't like noticeable enough like if you didn't tell me i wouldn't have noticed right i mean
0: maybe the episode was also about young pretty people and they needed to you know bring the office people into it and obviously miss emily's not getting any younger and no one would believe you if you tried to make ron attractive no no so they tony was their choice but also it kind of seems like a michael scott thing to do
1: I would, yeah i was thinking that too so it was it was a little and it seemed a little out of character for tony it's not i mean we see him in the first few seasons first few episodes he's like down in his steak dinner and you know
0: doing all this fancy stuff well, which is like, why oh, he was having nuts. such a hard time with it right. but,
1: but also like, i'm not gonna eat a donut for the last two episodes and i was like okay well
0: <laughs> i um, i kind of like whenever they like start to show us tony having more of a personality like when he was talking there about you. his sister-in-law's breakdown or, like, his brother's blinds company, I was like, I just want to watch a show just about Tony. Yeah. Like, I want to watch a show about Tony being part of a mafia family, but he doesn't want to be in the mafia. He just wants to make the news.
1: Oh, for sure. For sure. Because he couldn't handle it. He's He, like, seems hardened, but really, he's a softie.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm. He's, like, at his niece's ballet recital. hmm
1: I will say, I don't remember if this was Tony that said this or something else. No, it was that guy at the cab. Oh, I meant to mention this earlier. When they were standing at the cab and they were like trying to go somewhere. And the guy said he has his own feet company. And I was like, I have a lot of questions. What, What is a feet company? Do you sell shoes? Do you do pedicures? Do you sell feet? Like, did they have prosthetics really back then? Like I couldn't think of a good, I, but I don't think I would call any of those businesses a feet company, yeah, but I don't know what else it would be.
0: Yeah. I missed that comment altogether. And I kind of I did. The guy who was at the conference
1: and trying to take the cab and they were like, go away. And he was like, I've got my own feet company. I was like, what? <laughs> I don't know what that means. So, uh, anyways, that just set me off a bit, and I had a lot of questions that I'll never have answered. It's funny. Um, if anybody knows what, what that is referring to,
0: please DM us. Knows, yeah. um, I need to go. So, Kaz also tells Kolchak that the only way to kill Helen is to destroy the temple. So he leaves and goes and destroys the temple. With um very little repercussions, um she appeared when to- he's
1: telling him to destroy the temple, and then he's like, "I'm going to destroy the temple." And Tony runs out and he's like, "Wait, what temple? What are you destroying? Destroy what temple?" And nobody's acknowledging him. I was just like, "Poor Tony. He's always thrown under the bus." And then he's like, looks at Cassie, he's like, "What temple?" And he's like, "Who are you?" <laughs> and I was just like, uh, Oh,
0: yeah god bless um he so yeah so he does destroy the temple and then um helen comes in and she's like ha ha ha! jokes on you you destroyed the temple the gods are mad at you not me and he's like "Ha ha ha jokes on you this motherfucker lied to you and had a glass eye and then all of a sudden the wind blows and she screams uncomfortably for an extended period of time and then the episode's over
1: and I want to say this scene could have been done so much better than it was based on how the beginning scenes were. I thought it could have been done better, but it was like the windows blew in. Yeah. But then everything that happened came from the ceiling. And I was like, why did the windows break? Just so Kolchak could escape? Like, what was the point if it was all coming from the ceiling? And also this- it
0: was like an uncomfortably long time of her just standing in the rain screaming like and she wasn't
1: like i thought that she, she would wasn't aging
0: yeah, right? she wasn't aging and she's turning she- to stone i thought yeah, we would have yeah. seen
1: more of that and yeah, then when
0: she would turn to stone it wasn't in the pose that she was hiding it right
1: so i really thought i was like you did so well On the early scenes, making people old, you easily could have used the same kind of skills to make her turn
0: into stone. But no, that is asking a lot, apparently.
1: So I was a little disappointed with the ending, but I did love this episode
0: overall. Yeah, no, I thought it just wrapped up too quickly. Like, I liked the episode, but Koljak has a tendency to do this thing where it paces itself as if it's a movie Mm-hmm. really it's not so then like you have all of this build up and all of this build up and all of this build up and then in the last 10 minutes everything resolves in a way that is not believable yeah,
1: yeah. and I think, I think that that's differed a little bit for different writers because I feel like there were a couple that weren't quite so much that way yeah but at least the last few I know have been that way a lot and like you know, I think about the, the Aztec one. That one's definitely the same yeah. way. And, like, like, that was one of the most noticeable ones <laughs> before this one.
0: Yeah, and, uh, but even, even, like, the alien one mm-hmm. in the beginning had...
1: We didn't get real alien stuff in that one.
0: Right. So, I really liked it. I understand why this one was scarier. Because the old age makeup and the way they did it actually was more convincing. Especially yeah. for the time. Mm-hmm. But also. Um... <laughs> I didn't love it. Yeah. Um...
1: Yeah. This was definitely one of their better um, like movie makeup type yeah. books. Instead of trying to use like weird costumes or very terribly done like masks or whatever, they actually did like makeup and stuff and it worked well for the most part. Yeah.
0: So we have two goofs and the first one I disagree with. So it says, while going through Ms. Tibbs' apartment, Kolshak reads a scroll and describes it as saying some kind of member of a society at the Max Match Corporation as if this is completely new to him, but just a short time before he found the same scroll in William Cubby's apartment. I do not believe that he was saying that because he didn't know. I believe he was saying it to the guy who was in the apartment with him, who did not need to know the details.
1: And I think the more he was finding the evidence,
0: the more it was clicking into place for him. That's yeah. how I picked it. Yeah. I it. didn't, I didn't take that as a, Oh, this is some weird thing that I don't know about. I was like, Oh, this is something that I'm saying as a throwaway thing, because I don't need to tell you the, the gears that are turning in my head. Right. Right. <laughs> That's
1: what I took it as. I don't think that's a good either.
0: Yeah. Um, Helen sacrifices the victim with the glass eye to Hecate, earning Hecate's wrath because he's an imperfect sacrifice. However, Hecate doesn't punish Helen until Kulshik enters Helen's temple and declares the sacrifice imperfect at least 24 hours after the sacrifice was made. I did have questions about that. I, I was also like, had questions. I've like, killed two other people since then. So why is that the issue? Like if the broken eye guy had been the third yeah, Of the three, I would have believed that better. But
1: also like it made it seem like Kolchak had the power to make this happen. Kolshak does not have the power to make a goddess or divi god do unless anything. Unless it was
0: the act <laughs> unless it was the actual act of declaring it in the temple that. But I think like even so because she's been in the temple since then and Hakati right, would already know everything. Nobody's declared the sacrifice imperfect.
1: Yeah, but my thought is like, even if like, why would it have held her back from doing something imperfect before if you had to declare it? Because if she had had another imperfect sacrifice, she's not no. going to declare it. Right, she will necessarily known. And so, but Hakati would have figured out because she right. would have known. So, I that that also didn't add up yeah. really to me, but.
0: Oh, yeah. Um, did you learn
1: something exciting?
0: I did, but I don't know when it was actually written. Okay, so um, George Savalas was billed in the credits as Demosthenes, which was his middle name. Oh, okay. Um. This is Jack Greenwich's last appearance as recurring character Ron Updike, which would be a lot sadder if the next episode wasn't the last the episode. Last episode. It's only, we're only missing him for one episode. Um, although Greenwich was contracted for every episode of the series, he was released because he had an appearance scheduled in a pilot filming elsewhere, and the producers had been informed by ABC that the series was canceled. So he knew they knew the show was going to be canceled. He got booked for a pilot. They said, "Go ahead. That makes sense. Yeah. As seen in the overhead shot of Lakeside Chicago during the opening scene, the cars on the highway are seen driving in the opposite direction that they should be for the lane they are in. That is called <laughs> film reversal. That's all that is. I didn't even notice that. I didn't pay attention to that. I didn't either. I rarely pay attention to things like that, but also um, sometimes I don't notice that because I've lived in countries that drive on both sides of the road. So <laughs> there is not a wrong side of the road in my brain which is sometimes when I'm driving and it is dangerous. Yes. That's, that's good. Be safe. Um, (laughs) The next note just says body count five. I only remember three
1: people dying. Well, if you count Helen, I only know four. Right. Cause you have, okay. So you have the guy running, the girl exercising the Lance and then you have Helen Unless they're killing those two guys that we just did. Right. Unless it. some,
0: no, I don't, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. So I don't really know what that note's about. I don't know either. Now, there's a typo in this last note that is very sad because it makes me um, unsure of when it was written. So i that I'm going to look. Oh yes. Nope. It was written this year. Uh-huh. Okay. Oh, So Jack Greenage's character, Ron Updike, states in the newsroom that with proper diet and exercise, a person can live into their nineties in no problem. Ironically, as of January, 2021, Jack Greenage is 90 years old and the last surviving member of the cast. Well,
1: he did something
0: right. <laughs> right. he is. But nobody liked you when you're 90. Well, no, but now he's 90. If he makes it to next January, we can like him again. All right. I like it. Yeah, because it's only those 67 years. Right. So. But so, yeah, he's the last. Everybody else's dad except him. And he's 90. So he.
1: <laughs> he nailed it.
0: Apparently having a stick up your ass is good for something.
1: I'm going to make a note of that in January. We need to see if he's still alive.
0: Oh, my God. You know how like sometimes really old actors die and you're like, oh, that's so sad. They were in good stuff, but I don't know who they are. Now, when Jack Greenwich dies, I'm going to be devastated. Uh-huh. Yeah.
1: And people are going to be like, we don't know who that is. <laughs> we're the only person on the planet now that knows who that is. They're going to be like, "Like my students are going to be like, why
0: are you crying? Like, no reason. God died we lost ron he was i nice hated of- him i hated him but also i didn't want him to die right right i feel that way about people i think i feel that way about everyone actually i in fact i said that i was like i don't actually think i hate anyone because i think that that takes more effort oh for sure <laughs> like i just there's a lot of people that i am very indifferent toward but there's no one that I actively hope bad things happen to, right?
1: Like that Taylor Swift song, you know, on that, the Lover album. <laughs> I already forgot what it's called. It's getting late.
0: <laughs> um,
1: I forgot you existed. That's what it's called.
0: Oh, yeah. That's one of my no. favorites. I was also thinking of um, the, the song that's trending on TikTok right now, that I hope you have a bad day i i do not know i am a i don't know who's saying know. that but it's kind of aggressive like they're saying a lot of bad things they hope a lot of bad things happen to this person but like it goes but like i hope you have a bad day and like honestly there's a lot of people like i don't hope that like tragic things happen to them but like i do hope that like once in a while they just have a really really shitty day and it reminds them that they have caused other people really shitty days
1: yeah, I feel that. It makes me think of that song, Pray For You. Um, you know that one? Yes. The country song, except that is a little intense. It's one thing about like the um, flower pot falling off the windowsill, that's fine, but your brakes going out 110, that's a little more intense. So, right, right, right. On the, the slower side, I'd rather you get hit with a flower pot. Maybe your brakes won't go out on the interstate. So,
0: yeah, I don't, mostly, I hope that doesn't happen for the other people around you.
1: Yes, that too, that too.
0: Because um, a flower pot falling on your head hurts you and maybe hurts the feelings of whoever's flower pot right. it was.
1: But, like, you'll also be okay. You'll
0: yeah. Be fine. A car's brake going out? Going 110. 110? That's some, that's some damage. That, right? That's some damage Then yeah. No, thank you. Well, folks, Colcheck's almost over.
1: We only have one episode left. And, um, to the series wrap up, and we have a special guest coming to join us.
0: To be honest, I'm not really mad, but it's almost. Mike
1: okay. is real sick of anthologies.
0: No, it's just, it's just really I, I like them. I do like them. I think that there is good storytelling within episodes of anthologies, but as someone who watches TV for character development and plot anthologies are not that interesting to me yeah I can understand that
1: I feel I have to I have to get myself in the mindset of right. anthology and know that's what I'm going for
0: well and also I just kind of um, I'm kind of tired of the 70s
1: I'm also like I feel like I'm getting burnt out on Shack, but it's it probably is also
0: because I know Shack is getting burnt out on Shack. right I think so I feel think- like that I doesn't think happen. that the um the things that caused the show to be canceled are the same things that I have problems with. So I feel like I'm just struggling through to the end the same way the actors were. Right. Right. Mm-hmm. And so with them not... Which sucks because I think this episode really could have been a really good episode if they weren't all just sick of it.
1: Yeah. And I mean, I still really like this episode and the writers of this episode. I don't know what other episodes they did but I really liked this one I thought the Uh, storyline
0: was great the director Mm. did the legacy of terror the Aztec one and I didn't care for that one as much no but that's the the storyline was good though too though yeah that was the director the writer did um I want to say one that was a lot earlier
1: yeah Um, I haven't heard the writer's name in a while when you said it earlier
0: yeah, so that would
1: have been uh-huh. one of the first ones, which did have better writing, and I feel
0: like they did, they did. Um, he, oh, the last one he wrote was the Trevi collection, which was the fashion model one. Oh, I did like which, that one. That one had which again, that was a, another one that I thought the story was really good. I just didn't yeah. like how it wrapped up. Yeah, and oh, and he also wrote. Mm, yeah, he wrote three of my favorites: The Ripper. Um, mm-hmm. they have been, they are, and they will be, which is the alien one. And then That's the right. energy eater.
1: Okay. Yeah. I love the energy eater. That was a good one. Yeah. yeah. So, so
0: that, that makes sense play. that like the, the top five episodes are all him. Yeah. So that makes sense. Glad he came back. Maybe he'll do
1: the last one. I guess we'll find out next week.
0: Um, speaking of next week, you can, uh, Follow us. I don't know why that's speaking of next week. Not a transition, Um, but that's uh, the worst. (laughs) Um, I was going to like say something about like tune in next week and check out our social media in between, but like I didn't say that because my brain is officially off. Um, Yeah. So you can follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Deaf and Aliens. Maybe I'll make a TikTok but probably not this week. So don't worry about that yet. Um, and don't,
1: you can also watch us on
0: YouTube. We're not only on the podcasting sites, social
1: media. Oh yeah. Or
0: also like if you're watching this on YouTube, just like put us on, on Spotify in the background while you're like washing dishes or something um, because we are not monetized on YouTube, but we are on Spotify. So exactly. um, go
1: to sleep uh, tar our
0: yeah, just, like, put the volume on really low on your phone, but just play it. <laughs> I like it. Um, or, like, listen again. Like, that's up to you. Um, no judgment. Yes. And then you can follow me on Instagram and Twitter and TikTok at EMKAY underscore superstar.
1: And you can follow me everywhere, including TikTok, but I've never posted a video, at cloud thirteen. Um, I've been posting a little bit to Twitter lately, so if you follow me on there, you'll see some activity.
0: Yeah, I tweet a lot. I don't I don't post as much on Instagram, but I'm trying to get better. I uh have not posted on TikTok since May, but I tweet at least twice a day.
1: I uh I'm getting to where I tweet at least once a week. It's a lot for me. <laughs> We're doing good. I am going to be on social media more
0: maybe. <laughs> um, now that you've picked up another job and have so much free time to be on social, now
1: that I'm working media, seventy hours a week and going getting off at eleven every night, I'm gonna totally dive into social media.
0: I mean, that's the perfect time to dive into social media is eleven o'clock at night. That's when I watch the TikTok. Um, I woke up in the middle of the night to go to the bathroom and went on TikTok at three o'clock in the morning, and it was an experience.
1: I, um, I've had a lot of times where I've gotten on TikTok and then it's 3 a.m. in the morning. and I'm like, oh, got to go to sleep. <laughs> got to get off of that now. That's why I only watch TikTok once a month.
0: So. And um, with that, we will see you all next week. And hey, if you spend enough time on TikTok, it might be next week before you know it.
1: And stay tuned. Soon enough, you'll get to know what our next show is going to be. Mm. It's a good one.
0: It is. We're excited. So we, uh, we will see you next week. See you next week. Bye. Bye.